0: Um, okay, so here's what happened. This was the emergency that happened is we did cheesesteak, but in the images, I saved it as Philly cheesesteak, so it wasn't right where it was. So I thought I missed uh, one of the uploads, but we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Everybody in the audience, be cool. I panic. We're fine. We also had an argument if this should be included or not, because I said it should be on the original
1: list. Serio said no. And then our good friend, Binging with Babish on YouTube, literally posted a video, I think, <laughs> Eight yeah, or Seppri had this discussion <laughs> about how to make a chopped cheese.
0: Yeah. And um, shout out to Binging with Babish, the Babish Culinary Universe, because uh, he needs a shout out from us.
2: I mean, he doesn't have enough support. Obviously not. Eight
0: million subs isn't enough. No, it's not enough. If we get him even one sub, then he'll invite us on the show and then we'll be famous. Yeah, if y'all haven't yes. checked him out, please do. And then tell him to check us out.
1: Yes, and please plug us. Maybe he can have (laughs) us on the show and we can make these things together. That would be a dream.
0: Hello and welcome to episode fourteen of Rank You Next. We're dropping back into some foods, and we're taking another trip around the great United States. And today, we're going to look at some regional cuisines around the around the country. So, welcome to our little food tour. I'm Sorio. I'm your host today. I'm joined by Nick and Kyle, who will also be taking this tour with us. We're going to see how we feel about these regional cuisines, which. We have confirmed that Kyle can eat almost, almost none of.
2: Yeah. Seafood don't go well for me. Um, Not a, not a, not a thing I'm allowed to eat.
0: I would say probably like, so we picked 30 dishes, 32 dishes and there's at least eight to 10 that have seafood.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Nick's very passionate about
0: this particular topic. He's very excited about today. Yeah, that's true. You can hear the the excitement is palpable in his
1: voice. You can hear it in
0: my voice. <laughs> so what we've done today is we have picked 32 regionally famous dishes. And it's kind of started from we literally went to the Wikipedia and said regional dishes in the United States. And we started picking off ones that were most iconic or most well known for people in the United States, some of these dishes have made their way around the country over time. But we we picked ones that you know were are, are relatable to a certain area, to a certain uh, geographical location, to a certain city. In a lot of places, we left out uh, things like specific hot dog styles or specific pizza styles because that's something that might pop up in a future episode. Hint hint. We have picked a few desserts uh it it kind of runs the gamut of of different types of food we've got some desserts we've got some soups we've got uh you know some casserole type stuff we're just going to roll through these a lot of sandwiches in this we're we're just going to roll through this and see what we like honestly looking through the list there's not a lot that i don't like that kind of happened for me I'm like yeah that's like that's something i definitely would eat if somebody gave it to me so we're going to go alphabetically so we're going to talk about them. There's a chance that people who are filling out the tear maker after this might not recognize the food. I understand that labeling was a lot of a hassle that I did not commit to. Uh, so listen to the episode, too, and then you'll definitely know what they are. Uh, we're going to start in the great city of New Orleans. Louisiana in general is going to feature a, a few times on this, at least three, maybe four. And we're going to start with a dessert-ish item. I don't know, would you call a beignet a dessert or a paste like a breakfast pastry?
2: I'd just call it a pastry and let you eat it whenever. That's never my. I you I feel like you can eat pastries whenever. They can be dessert, they can be breakfast, whatever you feel like making it. I've never seen breakfast beignets.
0: Uh, I had so I I, I had a beignet once at this brunch place in Door County. So it was definitely a brunch situation.
2: Throw some maple syrup on it; it becomes breakfast.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's not like that different from a donut type of situation. I've um, seen it, I seen it as a uh, app as an appetizer, like you fill it with something
1: else that's seafood that Kyle can't seafood? eat. Seafood? I want to say I was in Seattle, and it was it was a seafood beignet, or it was something that had meat
0: in it. That's a hipster town, so I feel like that's a hipster move.
1: But but most of the time I've seen it's just been you know deep fried with powdered sugar with powdered sugar yeah and maybe a couple like fruity dipping sauces
0: which definitely seems like a a a breakfast type uh deep fried like a donut type thing it's not that different from a donut that's too sweet for me yeah I don't love I don't love a powdered sugar action because it's a fucking mess the entire time.
2: It is unnecessarily messy for powdered, like a uh, powdered sugar activity.
0: Powdered it's sugar in general, just seems it's just a hassle. It's hard to get off your clothes. It's if you so hard it. to
1: get off your clothes.
0: You eat one powdered donut and. Oh God. You got to wash your clothes twice. I have a C. I got a C I- on the beignet. I also had a C.
2: That sounds about right. C sounds good. See,
0: sounds good on the beignet. Uh, second dessert, right in a row, starting with two desserts. We're going to Boston. 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 For the Boston cream pie. Yo. Oh, apparently Nick likes yo. I don't like it.
2: Me neither.
1: Oh my goodness! I think Can you please explain.
0: Yeah, so I don't like pies and cakes. Hold on. So let me, first of all, I don't, I think they're too sweet. Yeah, I definitely I'm a think big, it's, like
2: cake person. Or, I mean, this is essentially a cake. You look at it and you call it yeah, a cake yeah, pie. Yeah, but it is it, it's 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 basically a cake.
0: Basically a cake. It's a, it is actually, if you Google Boston cream pie, it says a Boston cream pie is a cake with cream filling. Uh, so I'm. that's already a demerit for me. It's not a pie. And secondly, I think they're too sweet. I think they are too. uh, I don't like the cream type filling because it just seems like I'm eating a lot of empty air and sugar. And I'm, I just, I'm not, it's not for me. I have it as a D.
1: Wow. Uh,
2: I was just going to rock it as a C. C seems about right. It's fine.
1: Okay. So I hate desserts. I'm just not a dessert person. But this is the one dessert that I really like. I had it in the A tier because I'm a sucker for the chocolate on top and then the cream filling in the center. Huh. Anything with the cream filling is is going to be like a, a top tier dessert for me.
2: In I didn't general, know
1: that about you.
2: So you really like cream pies? I love ah. cream pies.
1: <laughs> love them.
2: I'm, I'm 12. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. I guess it's a C.
0: Yeah, we can be a C. Okay, we are moving to Indiana. We're flying all around the country already. We're moving to Indiana, where this is a food. We actually also labeled these for if we've eaten it or not. So, so I know if that, that the other two gentlemen involved in this show have not eaten a breaded pork tenderloin sandwich. Um, and I'm pretending like I'm very well-versed in this, but really I only have eaten at one time. At one place I went to uh Indianapolis on like just a solo trip by myself to watch an NBA game because that's on my bucket list is to watch a game in every stadium. And uh I was on spring break from Marquette and I just took a couple days off of work and I was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Uh it's not that far from me. It's like four and a half hours. Went and visited one of my friends before that, who we all know. And then uh and then I went to Indianapolis was killing time because I have this bit where I get very anxious about everything when I go to a new place because I don't know where to park. I don't know where to drive. Suddenly everyone has their hazards on for no reason. And it's just, just like driving through traffic just because we're going slow. I didn't realize that I'm supposed to have my hazard on just sitting in city traffic, but everyone has their hazards on. And I don't because I don't know that that's the rule that what you're supposed to do in Indianapolis or all these people are weird. I don't know. Um, And then... So I was like killing time before this NBA game, and I went to this bar, and I knew that the breaded pork tenderloin was something that was a local favorite, and it was terrible.
2: Oh, you didn't like it? I like no, the- it oh. was.
0: It was really bad.
2: I like the the concept of it sounds good.
1: Because the okay. concept's like a like a European schnitzel.
0: Yeah, it I mean, was not good.
1: It's like it's like it was like a schnitzel on a sandwich.
0: Yeah, I so again, I, I like the idea in general, although I'm not huge on if I had the choice between a breaded and a grilled, or like a breaded and fried or a grilled sandwich, I'd eat a grilled sandwich over a breaded sandwich.
1: But this so, one's traditionally, yeah, breaded and it's,
0: it's all it's breaded and deep fried for sure. And and the the like piece of pork is like three times too big for the bun.
2: Oh, so that's impractical.
0: It's very impractical. So the first like six bites are all breaded pork.
1: It's just grease dripping down. It's not
0: grease. I wouldn't have thought that one was greasy. I actually thought it was the opposite way. I think it was too dry. And it was salty. It was way too salty. So Nick, you actually would not have liked this. Wow. It was pure salt.
1: Yeah. So I had it as a C based on the concept alone.
0: Oh, so you think if you had it, you wouldn't like it that much? Like conceptually, it's not like that good to you.
1: Based on the salty thing you were saying, probably, I mean, and and, and the logistical thing, right? I didn't know until I saw the picture that the thing was way bigger. Yeah, than it's the bun. fucking
0: huge for no fucking reason. It doesn't make any sense. And,
1: and if you're going to do that, the meat has to speak for itself. And I feel like, especially with a deep fried pork like that, it's hard to get to stand out in a way where you'd be okay eating half of the meat with not with nothing else attached to it.
0: Yeah, uh I think that I, I I mean, I'm not gonna say that they're all bad. I but I think the place that I went to, I won't call them out because I actually don't remember the name. But the place that I went to, which was also like a racing, like a like a horse racing bar, like one of the oh. ones where you go and place your bets on horses. There's just people like watching 17 different screens and, and placing bets and stuff. Uh, it was not good. Well, maybe and the, the, server, sandwich... and the server didn't like
1: well, maybe the sandwich was um, was actually horse
0: in that pork. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, fu- funnily enough, like this place was also allegedly known for their tenderloin sandwich, so that that's not a good sign. No. When a place is like this, is our most popular dish, and I specifically went to this place because it said they they had one of the best ones around, and it was not good. That taints it. I have it as a D. But I'm I'm okay with a C. I'm okay with making it average because I, I think that conceptually it has potential.
2: Kyle, what'd you do? Um like conceptually, I think I like the idea of it, but in practice, as you were describing it, it does not seem like it really works very well. So for that reason, I will leave it as a C. Okay.
0: Let's it is. And um, Nick, when we go when we go watch a Colts game later this year, you can have actually try one and make your own judgment on that. Yeah, we'll do an update. We're going to an F-tier state to go eat a C-tier food. It's a D-tier. state. I think we left it, we left Indiana as a D. Don't be mean. Okay. We are moving to watch a
2: what tier football team?
0: To watch, oh, we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. That's a that that's a look forward at maybe a future episode. Uh and we're going to New York next. We're flying right around the country. We're going to Buffalo. For the home of the buffalo wing and it's a it's a great food it it might but uh, like recently i feel like wings might be my favorite food
1: you you have in in despite the uh, shortage and in the increased price per wing that's what's going on right now
0: yes i'm still buying wings it's a thing well, I'm also getting thighs at thigh stop, but but you have to order that through the Doordash, right? You have to order pickup up at Wingstop through Doordash anyway. All pickup and all pickup and delivery on Doordash uh, on on at Wingstop at least here has to be on Doordash.
1: Oh, I just went on their website in Chicago.
0: Yes, but it's yeah. still but it's still if you look at the the thing, it's still routed through Doordash. Oh, yeah, it's a thing interesting yeah it's totally a thing so uh obviously buffalo wings are an s tier food S tier yes one
1: Absolutely. of my
0: one yeah. of my um one of the things i want to do is i want to go on the buffalo wing trail do you know about this
2: i do i have heard of the buffalo wing trail don't you go through like buffalo and try all the wing places oh, there's
0: like t- 11 or 12 or 13 places and you can go and you and you try the buffalo wings at every place, and I like that idea. I do as well. I like the idea of like going there for a, for a we maybe I'll make this my bachelor party to Buffalo, New York. Wouldn't that be Yo an interesting? not that be an interesting <laughs> bachelor party destination? We can go And we can go watch the Bills. Exactly, that's my idea. Savers. And then we can go do
1: the tailgate and break a bunch of tables.
0: exactly. I mean, that's my that's a, that's an idea. Is we go. We do the Buffalo wing trail and we go to a sporting event in Buffalo that knocks out one of the sporting, one of the sports teams in Buffalo and we do the Buffalo wing trail. It might be able
2: to knock right. out two in the same weekend too. Yeah. We could knock out two.
0: Yeah. If, if we go, I'd, ha- I'd prefer to do like an October one because I don't want to go to Buffalo in the winter time. Cause yeah. they get way too much snow for me to be happy there.
2: It would have to be like late to mid October.
0: It would have to be late to mid October. So we're early in the NFL season. Well, early in the NHL season. And then like week week six, seven in the NFL season, we're in there. It could be done. It can definitely be done. Four day weekend. It can definitely be done. Don't have to do them back to back because that's as much as I love sporting events, it is very exhausting to go. That's just my, like the process of going to a sporting event especially a sporting event for like on a day that's crowded for a team that's good. So the the stadium is packed. Uh, It's very exhausting. You got to wait in a lot of lines. There's a lot of people breathing on you.
2: We won't have that problem for the Sabres though. So it's fine.
0: Yeah. The Sabres. Yeah. (laughs) We might, they might pay us to go in there. So we might make up the money that we're, that we're spending on, uh, on a
1: bills game. So I've actually been to Buffalo one time. I went to one of the famous wing places, Duff's. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was incredible, dude. It was like, you think of how good regular wings are. And then you go to like one of the good spots in Buffalo. It was unreal. Um, And I think, and I think I know the answer to this question, but we should do this for the viewers. Ranch or blue cheese?
2: I like blue cheese. I'm a ranch boy.
1: Yeah. Serio sticks true to the Buffalo culture with the blue cheese. Ranch is frowned upon. The yes.
0: the original buffalo wing, the first plate of wings was served in 1964, which is actually later than I would think. You would think 1964 seems late. Uh, Family owned establishment in Buffalo called the Anchor Bar, which of course is on the Buffalo Wing Trail. I wings agree. were the brainchild of Teresa Bellissimo, who covered them in her own special sauce and served them with a side of blue cheese and celery because that's what she had available. Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa tier. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I didn't even think that was debatable. And we're going to California. We're going all the way across the country. We did try to mix up some different locations here uh, to make it so it's not all one area. But I bet we could have easily done a podcast of like the Northeast, like Regional Foods of the Northeast and then Regional Foods of the Midwest. Like you definitely could have done a podcast for each one of those areas. But that is too much too much uh dividing up of these foods so california burrito which i did not know about so nick you're the one who was very excited about this thing and Uh, it appears that you have
1: eaten this i have eaten this many times and i've never been to california so this burrito originated in san diego and what makes it different from a regular burrito so you got your general you know your carne asada, cheese, sour cream, you know, maybe some salsa in there. But you add in guacamole, and then the big banger is french fries. You add in like a Mexican french fry, and it is unbelievable. Okay. I mean, the idea is great. I mean, potatoes, I mean, you already can get burritos, you know, like a chorizo potato burrito in the morning. Absolutely. For breakfast, and then... I mean, I think adding potatoes to most things is is just a win. It's a win-win situation. Yeah,
2: I think so. I'm not as excited about this as you guys are. What Uh, don't you like about it? I don't know. It just seems a little off to me.
0: You've never had a... I'm not a huge guacamole fan, so... Oh,
1: yeah. Is that because it's green and you don't like green things?
2: No, I just don't like the texture and the taste of it. I don't think it tastes like very much or anything.
1: Yeah, Kyle's not an avocado boy. Yeah, he's, not, like he's not a texture boy either.
2: No, I'm very big on textures. Um, I understand. I understand the appeal and the, like the the like of it. Um, but I'm not going to rate it anywhere near as high as you guys are. I think it's like a solid B.
0: Oh, that's much better than advertised. I I definitely thought you were going
2: C or lower. Yeah. No, because I I realized that because just because I don't like avocados and I don't like guacamole, but a lot of people love it. So I understand why it would be something that people would like.
1: Yeah, I have this an A. I mean, I think burritos in general are one of those perfect foods. I mean, you can you can pretty much eat it for any meal of the day. There's so many variations. And then I'm a sucker for uh, guac, carne asada and potatoes. So this was a a
0: no brainer. Yeah, it's it's an A on concept for me. It's absolutely an A on concept. I think an A is solid. I think we can definitely go into an A and then move to cheese curds here in Wisconsin originally. Well, I I think the fried cheese curd is an original Wisconsin thing. I feel like a general cheese curd, like like a squeaky cheese cheese curd, uh, may not originally be a Wisconsin thing. So can you explain to all of our
1: listeners out there who are not from the Midwest, since you are a resident Wisconsin expert, what a cheese curd is?
0: Yeah. So cheese curds are basically just like cheese. That's that is, well, it's cheese, like little like blocks of cheese. It's not even a block. It's like a kind of like a glob. Yeah. a Glob, but it's, so there's a couple different ways that that we eat them here, and most most of the varieties are are like so you can get like fresh cheese curds, which are just like pieces. It's literally just piece, like globs of cheese, but they're they're not like squishy or anything. They're uh, a, a a squeak a, a cheese curd that's squeaky is is what we would call a good cheese curd. So those are like little like finger food snack stuff. But then a lot of the times, if you go to like a restaurant or a bar, you'll get them deep fried. And so they are no longer uh, like solid like that. They melt inside the breading and they're deep fried. And that is what people would most associate, I think, with a cheese curd. Like in a poutine, they're not this way. In a poutine, they are the, the globs of cheese. Glob is not even the right word either cuz that that makes it seem like they're they're uh soft but they're like amorphous. Yeah, they're not they're, they're not nuggets. like a cheese cube. Like, it's not like a cheese cube. It's
2: like a cheese nugget.
0: Yeah. Um so I actually like that preparation more. I think the fried cheese curd, this is controversial. I think the fried cheese curd is a better idea than it is in practice. And I bet you guys probably don't. Well, Nick probably agrees with that. Well, so here's the situation.
2: You don't like melted cheese.
1: Yes. And there's there's rules to that that we're still not going to get into. That'll be for a later podcast. <laughs> so since I really don't like melted cheese, I would normally put in the F tier. I feel like I should probably abstain from
0: this one because I'm inherently biased. And, I, and I, I'm expecting that Kyle very much likes a cheese curd.
2: I fucking love a cheese curd. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um. I would probably put it in the S tier, but I know that's not going to fly.
0: Uh, it'll go, it'll go at worst to B. I mean, I don't think right. they're bad. I think that a good cheese curd is good. I just think that it's one of the foods that I cannot eat a lot of.
2: No, I feel like shit after I eat like exactly like any amount of them. Exactly.
0: I so I think that is part of my calculus in terms of how good I think the food is. Because look, here's the reality: the idea is unbelievable. It's, it's fried and it's cheese, right? It seems great. Little ranch dipping situation. Love that. But three or four cheese curds in, I'm like, oh, I might die. If I drop dead in, within 30 minutes of eating this thing of cheese curds, it wouldn't be that shocking. I I think that's for anybody
1: like people. It's one of the, you get suckered into it. You go to Culver's, you're like, I'm going to have a few. I'm going to eat that with your custard and then you can't move. And then then you can't
0: move for the rest of the day. Yep. Everything's. And and I think Culver's specifically, I think the cheese curds are pretty good, but Culver's is one that they're that that's like probably the, the biggest culprit of I I shouldn't have gotten the cheese curds. It was already enough because I just also had a butter burger. So we had butter burger we had custard and we had cheese curds.
2: That a lo- that's a dairy.
0: That's a that's a dairy nightmare. <laughs> that
2: is not good for you. Take your lactose. So
0: I, I I think I should probably take a lactate, even though I'm not lactose intolerant at that point. Uh, so I I ranked him as a B. So like an A is fine. All right. But I will warn people, especially people that haven't had a fried cheese curd, especially that it may not seem like, it may not end as well as you think it's supposed to end. So. Also, sometimes, at, at some of these places, they're way too salty too. So it, it there's, there's a good balance of what was too salty, what was too bready, and what was, you know, too greasy. And then we're going to move to a cheesesteak. Oh, and kyle love, loves this we're going to philadelphia baby to philly philadelphia baby
2: we're we're no. gonna throw batteries at you real quick
0: <laughs> there may be a trash tornado at any
2: moment
1: i was actually reading an article today because i was uh, curious for our next episode uh i think philly is the dirtiest city in america
2: that's possible i I'd, I'd take it was actually really clean when we went there
0: I have never been, I've been to Philadelphia, but I have not like been in Philadelphia. I haven't spent time in Philadelphia. I've just like done a half day in Philadelphia. So I don't have that much experience in the, in the bowels of Philly, but uh, a cheesesteak also known as a Philadelphia cheesesteak, a Philly cheesesteak, a cheesesteak sandwich, a cheesesteak or a steak and cheese is a sandwich made from thinly sliced pieces of beefsteak and melted cheese in a long hoagie roll. So traditionally it's uh it's like the the hoagie, the the steak, the um grilled onions, right? Yep. Yep. And then the and then cheese whiz. Yep, you can get is cheese is traditional.
2: Whiz. Yeah, it's, that's like the cheese steak.
0: Yeah, yeah. The original is definitely with cheese whiz. Yep. That's a demerit. That was
1: at pat's, right? That sounds correct to me. Pat two Sounds correct. It's
0: Pat's and Gino's and they're like right next to each other. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Philadelphians Pat and Harry Olivieri are often credited with inventing the sandwich by serving chopped steak on an Italian roll in the early 1930s. So Pat Olivieri. Uh, yes. Pat's uh, Pat became so popular. Pat opened up his own restaurant, which still operates today as Pat's King of Steaks. Yeah, Pat
1: chops the steak on the sandwich. Gino serves it sliced. Okay. I like the chop. I like I like it in the little little I also bits. like
0: the chop. Yeah. I also like the chop. And I'm
1: not I'm not a cheese I'm not a big cheese fan, but if I was gonna choose, I'd probably have the sliced pro Malone instead of the cheese whiz.
2: I also
0: would do that for sure.
2: They're both phenomenal. Kyle, you I, sound
1: very passionate about this.
2: I fucking love cheesesteaks. I think we were there, and I think I got three different varieties of cheesesteak, and they were all phenomenal. Over four days.
1: Uh, and, and also, I've had it before with the uh, Shroomy Boys on there. I bet you that mm-hmm. makes it amazing. Which I know Cereal is a big fan of. Uh, of course. It makes it, it, makes it
2: even better. S tier. S tier. Wow. fucking love cheesesteak. I have it as
0: an A. I also have it as an A.
2: I'm fine with it as an A, but... I
0: I mean, it could definitely end up in an S.
2: My love of cheesesteak is very strong.
0: It would not be shocking if we were like, yeah, we should probably make it an S. You know what? And I love the variations you can do too, where sometimes
1: if you don't go to like a legit cheesesteak place, but you go somewhere else, you can throw some chipotle mayo on there. Or, uh,
2: you know, like something, subway, something
1: like that. <laughs> like, like subway. Are you talking yes. about Jersey
2: Mike's? Jersey Mike's does a good chipotle cheesesteak.
1: Yeah, we, um, don't, we, we don't talk about Jersey Mike's. Ooh. We don't like Jersey Mike's. Do you remember episode one, or do we not talk about them in episode one?
0: We did. I yeah. feel like I we think, rated we Jersey to Mike's to in Yeah,
1: because that's like the only good thing on the menu was the was the cheesesteak. Yeah, just because
0: I don't like a, that's because I don't like a cold sub. So half a Jersey Mike's menu is gone. That's true. Cold subs below. A. Okay, and A it is. We are moving to, oh, shitballs. Hold on. I Please know it is. Yeah, I, I'll go. No, I'll go. Oh, you Let know what happened? Ahead. You know what happened? What? Um, That's the chopped cheese.
1: Chopped cheese, baby. I'm going to explain this one. So chopped cheese is a sandwich originally from New York. Uh, found in bodegas throughout New York, it's a sandwich which is generally has ground beef, onion, um, lettuce, tomato, melted cheese served on a hero roll. And um, yeah, they're very popular in the New York bodegas. It's a perfect, uh, I haven't had one, but my friends who live in New York say it's the perfect late night drunk food. And um It sounds very appealing. Did you say? Did you say what was on it?
0: Yes. Okay. Because I wasn't listening.
1: Oh, I'm gonna say it again. Okay. Ground beef, onion, lettuce, tomato, melted cheese on a hero roll.
0: What's the difference between a hero versus a hoagie?
1: I'm not a bread expert. I think there's a. I think it's a name. I think they call. I think it's a a hoagie. They call it Philly hero. They call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: definitely true. That's definitely true. New York. Yeah, a hoagie in New York is called a hero, and what we would call a sub. Like it's not that it's not rocket science.
1: I think I put it as a C, but that's only because there's other things I rated higher cuz I was trying to fit this bell curve. Okay. But I, I I like this idea of the sandwich.
2: This is uh sounds a lot like a Philly cheesesteak, which I love. So by transitive property, this also sounds fucking phenomenal. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to I'm going to go with a B.
0: Okay, I also because have I, it as a B.
2: I don't okay. think the ground beef would hold up as well as a, a some steak. I think it would be a little messier.
0: I also uh, don't prefer lettuce and tomato on my sandwiches. Me neither. So it's that a hot
1: sandwich too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just gonna. It it might get a little bit uh, like droopy. I don't like that idea.
2: You know what I mean? I do know what you mean.
0: Like which is the same reason I don't love a lettuce and tomato on my burgers. It's a similar concept. Like the tomato gets 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 all its like shit all over the the bread and then suddenly we're we're soggy. So a B. I think two B's and a C a B is fine. B is good. A B is B is good. B is good. B is good. We will move to Cincinnati for some Cincinnati chili. Which, I mean, look, I love the idea of a Cincinnati chili. I think it's a, I think it's an underrated idea. It is um, spaghetti. And generally, it's spaghetti and onions and chili and cheese. Well, you got the way system, right? So actually,
1: I actually have this pulled up because I didn't. Uh, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Because you can get the two way, which is spaghetti chili; three way, Mm -hmm. spaghetti chili and cheese; four way, you can do spaghetti chili cheese and either onions or beans; and then five way, -way, which is all of them, is is
0: all that. Um, And then usually, so so have you been to Skyline then in Cincinnati? Of course, I've been to Skyline Chili. It's very—I mean, I enjoyed it because I'm low maintenance and I'm not that picky. So, the fact that you put cheese and spaghetti and pasta and Chili in a bowl, or a or a thing for me is enough. And also, they have uh, they have the the specific chili is also like not your traditional chili, because it has it's like sweet. It has cinnamon and nutmeg, and Ooh, allspice, and clove, and cumin, it. and chili powder, and bay leaf. Interesting. And in some home recipes, they add dark chocolate like a like a mole. Yeah, kind of like a mole, exactly. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's a solid. If you like chili, you'll probably be into it. It's not that high maintenance of a food. Um, I have it as an A.
1: I have it as a as a B. I haven't had it, but I like the idea of it and I feel like that's something that a lot of our listeners could also try making at home. That's true. Very simple.
2: Absolutely. Kyle? I have it as a C. I'm not a chili person. Oh.
0: Huh. Also notably, chili no beans in this chili. It's it's a meat chili only. Beans are one of your ways. Okay. Be it is. Clam chowda. Kyle, join us as the person who cannot have this.
2: Yes. Um I can't eat this.
0: Have you had it before though?
2: No. I was never really drawn to a clam chowder when I was oh, able to man. eat the eat the foods.
0: Nick, you know where I've had the clam ch- clam chowder the most often? Out of dining a... hall in the dining hall. They <laughs> yeah. had it Every fucking Monday, they had it every Monday. They had chowder.
1: Well, they had two types. They had the regular, and then they would have the Manhattan sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Though those, those love... are both always a little salty, but I I always but it's very good. They're so good.
0: And it's like, they're like kind of pasty. Like you don't expect that much, but they're still good. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, we had a, we had a, we had a high budget university. We got, we got potential knockoff clam chowder every week. Dude, no one ate
1: the soups. Anytime I, I ever went in the dining hall, I was the only person who ever got soup.
0: Yeah. Me and, me and one of our friends, Matt, would be like, chowder boys. We look at the menu, be like, we have to go. It's chowder day. Oh, yeah. I love a clam chowder.
2: It sounds good. I just can't eat it. Yeah,
1: yeah, And you know, there's different types of clam chowder too. So you have your traditional New England clam chowder, which is a milk or cream based, And then um, it's just definitely thicker than other versions. And you serve it with little oyster crackers. And then you have my personal favorite, the Manhattan, which is a, uh, a tomato based broth. And they don't have, and there's no milk or cream in that one.
0: I I prefer the the New England, the traditional New England clam. Yeah. See the the only reason
1: I prefer the Manhattan is sometimes you'll go to a restaurant and you get the New England and if they don't do it right and it's sitting around for a while, um, mealy isn't the right word,
0: but it's just not. It's more hit or miss, right? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm 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 on board with that uh, that statement. Um, and I, oh yeah, go ahead.
1: I, I was gonna say I. So there's a place in um in Seattle near Pike's Place, and I can't remember the name of this this place now, uh, but they have a bunch of different types of chowders. You can do chowder samplers. So uh, I was there for a conference for a week, so I went there almost every day, and I was a, a sa- sample boy, and I think I tried like all 13 on their menu. Oh my god! And they were god. and they were all incredible. And th-
0: this is a nest for me
1: because okay. I I love wow. soups, and then clam chowder is. Is up there. I'm a
0: big wow, Kyle, I assume you will abstain.
2: I'll abstain. Courteously.
0: He he will courteously abstain. And I have it as an A. So it, I mean, but I'm closer to an S than a B. I'll definitely say that.
1: Yeah, I I feel like now let's just move it to an A. Okay. And we can
0: debate because Kyle is abstaining. Kyle is abstaining. Courteously. Courteously. And we will go to another food that Kyle can also not eat. As we move. To the crab cake. Yo! (laughs) Yo! I have not had a crab cake in Maryland. So I am missing out on the, on the, where you would actually have an official original crab cake. I have had crab cakes like around here. We have a fish. uh, We at the St. Paul's fish company. They have a pretty good uh, crab cake. Uh, There is a place I'm actually going tomorrow. That has a crab cake uh, sandwich, which is interesting. Might look at that. Not sure. Uh, had some crab cakes like on the West Coast before. I love a crab. A good crab cake is excellent. You know, Surya and I have had
1: crab cakes together a couple times in the form of a crab cake slider at White Castle. <laughs> I don't and think they're so, and they're so And they're so incredible. I did not think that counts. Yeah, but but imagine, that's like the lowest of the food chain when it comes to- It's you still know, good. Well, I think we rate it as an A, but I mean, from like a quality standpoint, people don't eat fast oh, food yeah. fish.
0: And that was amazing. I can't imagine what an actual crab cake tastes like. Yeah, they're- I mean the the ones that I have had are generally good. I had a crab cake at at uh I just went to a wedding recently and they had crab cakes which is kind of bougie. It was probably the bougiest thing they had, but I'm I'm with that. They 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 committed to a crab cake. Uh what do you do here? S A? No, I I put it as an A. Uh I also put it as an A. Because I I also feel like I I don't have a proper gauge of it because I haven't like done the bit in Maryland. That's another one of our trips. We'll go out to, we'll go out to Maryland. Once we're fucking famous, we'll just like do a tour and we'll go to the original places. And then Kyle can just sit at the table. I'll be there. Kyle, Kyle, you right. could pick up a, you could pick up a cheesesteak on the way.
2: <laughs> but that is the worst. Like we go, like when we go on travel and stuff, like we go to Boston and I'm like, I literally can't eat any of this.
0: <laughs> just eat, Just just be a fish boy.
2: I, I, I'm not a huge fish fan. You, like yeah, you don't like fish.
0: Yeah, you don't like fish. Yeah. Okay. Crab cake as an A. We got we're, we're very high on these foods in general thus far. And we'll move to this food that we kind of tacked on at the end. These funeral potatoes, which is a, as, which is a uh, Rocky Mountain West kind of food that, we, that I didn't really know about we were trying to fill spots because I don't like having an odd number of, of foods here. So we was like, we got to get to 32. Let's do a funeral potato. And I don't know. It's a, it's like a potato casserole. There's cheese, right? Yep. Sour, sour cream. Cool. Yeah,
1: hash, I, yeah. Hash browns, cheese, sour cream or cream sauce. And it's topped with like crushed potato chips or cornflakes, flakes
0: which yeah. I thought was interesting. And apparently it's a Mormon thing. Um, makes sense. Cause it's Utah and Idaho mainly. That makes yeah, sense. They, they, that adds yeah. up.
2: So not having known what these were until about 30 seconds ago, you're very excited. I am excited. to yeah. realized that my mom makes a variant of this with more cheese. Okay. And it, it is phenomenal. And the idea and execution is great. Amazing. Oh. Probably also clogged your arteries at the same time, but that's okay.
0: I mean, we've already committed to dying. So do you think your mom
1: uses, does she use cornflakes or does she use like a chip?
2: Uh, she uses cornflakes. She oh, wow. Cornflakes, and then we melt some butter. We put them in the butter. Ooh, the Kyle office.
1: Kyle just had an epiphany. He's been eating these funeral potatoes his entire life. Now.
2: Yeah. So let me put a Y next to those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you what you
0: just described is basically what it is.
2: Yeah. And it is so good. So good. So bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so, so good.
0: Okay, so I'm assuming that you you are going to rate these very high.
2: Yeah, we're going to go with Esther. Okay. Wow. That's I mean I love cheese and potatoes. Like that is that is me.
0: Okay. Very good. Um. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I there. It's between an A and a B for me. Be just because I can't rate everything as an A. But yes, I mean conceptually, what's the problem?
1: Oh my goodness.
2: It's gonna say that they put cheese in it, and that's they the put cheese, I, they, yeah, yeah, they well, put cheese. So
0: here's the
1: situation: it's not the cheese that bothers me; it's the cream cheese that bothers me. I think oh, cream cheese s- is the most disgusting thing oh in the my whole world.
0: God. You don't I like sour it, cream either. Um, actually,
1: sour cream's—I'm uh, not a huge fan, but I'll eat it. But like, oh my goodness!
0: Your it's brother like, and I went to a ta- want to Taco Bell one time. And that was in the phase where, where he used to order the same thing grilled, every time. Grilled steak stuffed burrito yeah, with no sour cream. With no sour cream. And, and, and on that day, we were going through a drive-thru. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a grilled steak stuffed burrito too. And I was like, but I get mine with sour cream because I like sour cream. And he changed his fucking order because he was too nervous that they were going to put sour cream on his. <laughs> on I, mean, I, no, I don't
1: blame him because that's happened before where I've done the same thing where I do no cheese on something. And then they just throw cheese on it. I ruined his day.
0: I ruined his life, actually.
2: I mean, we've ruined his life several times, just mainly by existing. So, yeah. Yeah. So there you
0: go. Uh, so, Nick, what, what are we doing on this letter grade here? I put as a D. Oh, fuck. I, 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 I know. A B it is. It's going to be a
2: B. You're, it's going to be a B the worst.
0: because it's going to be a B because conceptually it's unbelievable. And we just have to accept that Nick is slightly wrong. Hey, well, Kyle's the one that can't eat shellfish. Well, so. it's not his fault.
2: <laughs> and I, but I don't go around and fucking bring everything down because I don't eat shellfish.
1: You know what? You're, you can't do shellfish, and I'm selfish.
0: <laughs> okay, um, we're going to do uh, the garbage plate, which is from Rochester, New York. And I'm going to pull this up, unless Nick, did you already pull this up? Uh, I do have it pulled up. Okay, please tell us what the garbage plate is composed of. Okay,
1: according to the official, uh, I I don't know which one's the the original place. If it's Nick Tahu's, or if it's, uh, oh yeah, Nick Tahu's, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. You're
0: probably not, but it is a
1: base of a combination of Home fries, macaroni salad, baked beans, or French fries, topped by your choice of meats, dressed to your liking with a spicy mustard, chopped onions, signature hot sauce. Each plate comes with two slicks, two thick slices of fresh Italian
0: bread and butter. It's basically just a smorgasbord of stuff. It's think. basically someone got really drunk and really high and emptied their fridge, right? Yes. Yes.
1: That that's too much for me, man.
0: I mean, I think it's disgusting, but I would definitely eat the entire thing.
1: I would too, but on concept, it's, yeah, it's disgusting.
2: I put it as a D. I I agree. It looks like throw up when you look at it on a plate. Like it just looks disgusting.
0: I also specifically picked this picture with the, on a paper plate because I think that's what it deserves. <laughs> it's like all the other ones, all the other dishes we have. Like I found like a pretty good, good looking image, and then this one, I just put it on a paper plate. Yeah. idea is fair. Like I was going to go see at highest because I would eat it. I would definitely eat it. If you put it in front of me, I'm definitely going to like pick at it and eat it. I'm not individually. Most of those things I would enjoy eating anyway, home fries, a macaroni salad. I like, like, you know, those are things that I would generally eat. So it's just kind of intimidating to put them all together and have this be what we're dealing with. Okay. Next up, we have a little trip to New Mexico for some green hatch chili. Nick,
1: you know about this? I I know about it. I've had a lot of it when I was living
0: out west. Okay.
1: It's Um, It's very good.
0: I might. I have had. I think I've had it one time. I had it one time, and it wasn't much right home about, but I also, like, we were it wasn't in a situation where I'm sitting there to eat that it's something that I'm like, Oh, that seems like something I should eat. Or that seems like something I could order. And then we ordered it. We were on the go. It wasn't that, it wasn't that exciting because we didn't like actually get it at a a place to get it at. So please, please inform.
1: Yeah. I never had it at like a legit place. Um, but yeah green hatch chili i mean itself in general is a pepper that's native to new mexico and generally when you're doing a chili um you have a lot of these uh green hatch chilies in there with you know your garlic all your other herbs and spices and you have pork in there um it's and so it's you know it's sweet and salty from the pork and you get that nice spice coming through with the peppers it's very good uh, i i had it a lot at breakfast i would do a skillet that would have kind of that on the okay. side and you would dump the pork chili over your potatoes and your eggs okay yeah it was awesome
0: Kyle would I, you enjoy I have, this? I
1: have, I have as a bee though
2: I think I would enjoy this this looks pretty it looks interesting I don't think it's something I would get all the time but I think like every now and then I would get it and enjoy it so I think a bee's is about right
0: yeah I, yeah I, I probably have it as a bee in general that's pretty safe like it's it's like a spicy chili stew kind of situation. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. Perfect. Should we go back to Louisiana?
2: Yeah, we can. Bio.
0: and mm-hmm. talk about gumbo. So so not I'm Gumby. going. Not about- Gumby. That's Nick. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, Pokey's friend. Yes, exactly. Gumbo and jambalaya are terms that may be used interchangeably by those who aren't so familiar with these dishes, but they are, in fact, extremely different. Both are popularized by New Orleans or Louisiana Creole cuisine and pack a lot of heat. The main difference between jambalaya versus gumbo is the addition of rice while cooking. Spoiler, jambalaya will be coming up later. That's why I'm doing this entire spiel now. Gumbo is a dish that boasts, by the way, this is rawspicebar.com. This is someone's blog. I don't know them. But if they say something incorrect, that is on them. That is not on me. Gumbo is a dish that boasts a tasty broth that is thickened by either a dark roux, okra, or ground sassafras leaves. I generally will use both. I will do a roux and then I will also use okra. Uh this dish features a mixture of vegetables such as celery, onions, paprika, black peppercorns, garlic and spices and bell peppers so you have the trinity in um, creole cuisine which is celery onions and a green bell pepper specifically green so this is interesting they say the protein in this dish could be meat or shellfish actually i'm pretty sure don't quote me on this but i think that a traditional gumbo only has sausage and chicken does not have shrimp
2: With the cajun variety specifically has yeah, shellfish. I
0: think the
1: Creole has the
0: shellfish. So, so um, they they would call it a seafood stew versus a gumbo. One of the most significant aspects of gumbo is the amount of time in which it takes to cook in order to help the stew come together. Most cook, most cooks simmer gumbo for three hours at the minimum. That is true for thickening purposes, and then you don't like so you'll simmer the whole thing and then the the shrimp or whatever if you're doing a seafood stew type situation. We'll go in like right before the end. We're talking then, like five minutes.
1: And then the gumbo, you serve it with rice at the very end.
0: Yeah. So the rice is not cooked into the gumbo. It is served over rice. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, I make a, you've made this several times. Many right? times.
0: Many times. So you, you you make a good roux? I do. I, do, I think so. It, it's weird because some people, it depends. Like you got to be a little careful with the roux. Roux is like not that straightforward, but it's straightforward once you know what you're doing, but you got to pay attention the whole time. Like you can't just leave the roux; it'll burn for sure. And then you got to start over. Rip. Yeah. I love a gumbo, but, but I do think that it's probably, it's not that exciting. I don't think a gumbo is that exciting. So I have it between a B and a C. I also
1: have as a B for similar reasons. Kyle?
2: I'm thinking. He's thinking. I don't know. I've never really had gumbo. I'd like to try it someday. So we'll throw it as a, a C is fine. Okay. Like I have no objections to it personally.
0: Yes. And, and then this is one that you can eat because yeah. generally you can definitely get a chicken and sausage gumbo. Yes. And yeah, I mean, they're good. Like, I won't say they're not good, but I don't think that given... How much stuff like we have, I wouldn't say it's a standout dish. you know wanna what the best part about gumbo is? what it's not actually gumbo,
1: it's the restaurant Jay gumbo oh, Jay
0: gumbo's is unbelievable, <laughs> Jay gumbo's is
1: unbelievable, bumblebee stew, <laughs> bumblebee stew, they have the best little logo they're little it's like a little crawfish with a oh little, yeah little hat, yeah, very yeah.
0: cute, anyways. Okay, we're coming to the capital of the state that we are all originally from in Springfield, Illinois. The horseshoe sandwich is an open face sandwich originating in Springfield, Illinois, consists of thick sliced toasted bread, a hamburger patty or other choice of meat. Apparently, I've only ever seen hamburger patty, uh, French fries and cheese sauce. I mean, again, conceptually. Not a lot that that Kyle and I would dislike. It's open face yeah it's a knife that's, and fork sandwich
1: this i don't think that's a sandwich if it's open face i'm gonna be uh, honest with you
0: okay so now we've got a logistic a logistical issue
1: yes i'm expecting a sand like when you first told me this i was like okay it's gonna be a normal sandwich but there's only one piece of bread so i it's not a sandwich i'm expecting to pick it up and eat it with two hands
0: it's not it's definitely not a it's definitely not a pick up and eat sandwich Yeah, that's an issue for me. Oh, that's a a negative. On top of the fact that you don't like it because there's cheese sauce. Yes.
2: So you feel the same about cheese sauce as melted cheese?
0: It's liquid cheese. I feel like he's just got a problem with anything. Anything that's not pure solid on the cheese end. So here's the thing. It depends on the cheese too, right? Like if it's
1: a nacho cheese, I won't eat that because it's plasticky. Actually, a few weeks ago, I had... I had some nachos or something that had a cheese sauce on it, but you could tell it was like a nice cheese that was melted down and that I could eat because it, it tasted
0: real. So I think that the open face sandwich originated from, uh, people used to use the, the bread as plates back in like the middle ages. Um, this is not necessarily true. Again, nobody fight me on this. I did a quick uh, Google search, which took me to Reddit and no one's ever lied on Reddit. So it says during the Middle Ages, thick slabs of coarse and usually stale bread called trenchers were used as plates. After a meal, the food-soaked trencher was fed to the dog, or to beggars, or eaten by the diner. Trenchers were the precursors of open-faced sandwiches. The immediate cultural precursor with a direct connection was to be found in the Netherlands of in the seventeenth century.
1: Interesting.
0: So, so, did you know that Ross's restaurant in Bettendorf,
1: Iowa, is known for a similar dish called the Magic Mountain? I instead do know a, that. Instead of a hamburger patty,
0: the sandwich contains seamed loose meat. You, can I tell you? Can I ask you something? Do you think that I have not been to Ross's? Of course, I've been to Ross's. Well, I was assuming because it's in Bettendorf, but I just wanted and to make the, sure. And the and 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 uh, the president went there, Mister President Barack Obama. Yo, when he visited the Quad Cities, went to Ross's for dinner. So, my fellow Americans, I'm here
1: at Ross <laughs> Restaurant. and i want to tell you that i enjoyed this horseshoe sandwich but (laughs) my good friend nick is not a fan (laughs) and he placed this in the d tier oh my god
2: Ladies and gentlemen we got him um i'm not sure how i feel about this oh really i like all of the elements of this but i'm not sure about the presentation
0: i mean the presentation sucks like it's it's not it's not gonna be pretty this is something that I'm actually surprised that Nick um, hasn't at least been in the presence of someone who's eaten this. Because, no, I've never even heard
1: of it until we saw it. Yeah, I mean, list. they
0: have one at Marianne's Diner.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's they surprising. have one.
0: They have one at Marianne's and I've, that's where I've eaten it at Marianne's Diner at, at school. So uh, I'm a little surprised that you haven't at least like been involved in the oh, this is a horseshoe sandwich on the menu or whatever. You
1: know what? I'm surprised, too.
0: At least like, even if somebody didn't order it, they at least like saw it on the menu or you saw it on the menu. You're like what the hell, what the hell? What the I heck?
1: probably saw like an omelet or a skillet for $4. And then my mind was made up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I ordered it at this place. Um, It's like, it's not as good as you want it to be, but it's conceptually, I think it's, it has everything that I, that I would want if I was really, really toasted. Like if I was plastered, forget it. I'm acting as if I wasn't plastered, but I have ordered this. <laughs> I'm just pretending like I wasn't completely sloshed at this point. um, it's like a b or a C to me, it's like not that serious
2: I, I'm fine with a C for it, like it's got all the elements of things I like, but I yeah. just don't like the way it's presented to me yeah,
0: there's zero items on here that that you or I dislike
2: yeah, but i'm just I just don't like the way it's
0: it's not it's not yeah. sexy, it's definitely not sexy no, it's absolutely not sexy. Speaking of sexy hot dish, hot, <laughs> hot dish, hot dish, hot Minnesota. Dish. Uh, this is one of the ones Kyle's had.
2: Oh, sure. Oh, sure. There,
0: uh, it's, a, it's like a tater tot casserole, basically. Uh, yeah, tater tot casserole. That's exactly what it for. Some reason I was like, wait, is that a tater tot? It definitely is a tater tot. Um, tater tot hot dish, they're okay.
2: I was not impressed when I had hot dish. Not it's not
0: lie. that. It's not that exciting.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's OK, but it's also not phenomenal. It's homey. Yeah, it's a I homey love the food. I
1: love the concept. Potatoes with beef and vegetable and like a creamy soup. Yeah. Cream of mushroom type soup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this be it's perfect. It's be good to make in the winter. Yeah, it's well, definitely a winter. Or anytime in Minnesota
0: it's definitely it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a winner food or I it has
1: a c
2: same
0: same i'm just like i think it's fine like i think yeah. it's totally average
2: if somebody made me hot dish i wouldn't say no but like, i mean I'm it's there. not
0: like it's not like that different from like if you were to do like a green bean casserole like there it's a similar vein of food i think yeah uh which again, creamy casserole? Like I would also, if that popped up here on a food ranking, it'd be a B or a C. I just think that they're like, yeah, it's a good food. I'll I'll definitely eat the food. No issue with the food, but I'm not wowed by a by a hot dish or, or a casserole. I'm not wowed by a lot of casseroles in general. No, casseroles are like casseroles for a reason. It's like it's like your midwestern mom is making, you know, a casserole for Sunday dinner kind of
1: thing. And they and they don't use spices.
0: And yeah, it's all salt and pepper. Salt and then pepper if you're lucky. Okay. We're coming home. i just home. stop
2: thinking about salt and pepper. <laughs> the musical duo.
0: <laughs> yes, I, we, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we're coming to Chicago for the first of two times. There's only two Chicago icons here. The Italian beef. Please tell us about your Italian beef.
1: All right. So for those who aren't aware of this godly sandwich, okay, not biased. Uh, we have roast beef that was sitting in a bunch of herbs and spices for a long, long time, making it all nice and soft. And you have the leftover au jus that comes from that particular meat. Um, you throw it on a French roll with some, uh, Italian sweet peppers and some Giardinara or jardinera. Which is basically a mix of uh, of hot peppers, celery, yep, carrots, cauliflower, mm-hmm. yep, sometimes peppers and oil, um, and sometimes people put cheese. Or if you're Anthony Rizzo, you put the marinara sauce on it. If yep. you're at Bona Beef, and I think, and we're all biased here, um, it's a nest here. It's probably the greatest sandwich of all time. Oh wow, um, that's a play uh it's interesting though because you have the chance a lot of people there's different ways you can get the sandwich right so i like i don't like my bread all soggy so when i get it i actually get the bread dry and i'll get some little au jus on the side that i can dip in some people will like bask it in some gravy some people will lightly dip it or you mm-hmm. can baptize the whole sandwich yep. by taking the whole thing and just dunking it in this beef juice i it sit there for a few seconds and taking yeah. it out it's it's a big chicago staple
0: i get mine dipped I think that's
2: the way to go. Um, yeah. if I'm eating it at the restaurant, I might get it baptized. Oh wow. Ooh, the
1: you're is, knife it.
2: No, I still eat it with my hands because I'm a monster. Um the problem is if you get it baptized and take it home, then it's Oh then, then it it's so, get, then it's over. Then it's, then it's completely fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such a good sandwich. I it's phenomenal. I agree with Nick. S tier. Love it.
0: I also have it in the S tier. Every time I go down to visit uh, Nick and his brother in the in the suburbs, we do make it a point to go to an Italian beef place pretty much every time. I think at least at least when I visit Alex, it's definitely every time um, we go to usually the 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 Bona beef. But then we did the Johnny's beef. That was also good. I don't know if it's better. I don't know. I don't know if I liked it more.
1: I think it's the best Portillo's is Portillo's is a big one. People like there's Al's beef too. Well, then there's a lot of other smaller, um, small place pops beef. There's every place in Chicago. Every like mom and pop shop has, has their own version of the sandwich. Yeah. I also,
0: I also do get cheese on mine
1: and you do the sweet and the hot
0: peppers, right? Uh, no, I usually just do hot. Oh, no sweet. Interesting. I usually do hot peppers and I do the, I do do, I get it Rizzo. Actually, and I do and then every time I have to do the bit where I'm not a Cubs fan, I actually hate the Cubs, but also his sandwich is is quite good. So I do the Rizzo and I get the get but I get the red sauce on the side. That's my move. So S tier it is.
2: Yeah, if you come to Chicago, don't get a deep dish pizza, get an Italian beef. Yes. Okay. Your life will be changed.
0: Okay.
1: serio did you put this in the S tier? I did
2: yo perfect
0: i mean i've had i at this point i have had close to 100 italian beefs i I bet
1: probably like I, yeah i, I mean, mean us it's, alone it's been over a like, dozen easily i bet like more than that <laughs> a
0: combination of me and the two of you and alex like i mean combined like we've probably been to a beef place 20 times at least 20 to 30 times if not more i bet that's true
1: yeah, that that's different. True.
0: Yeah. So, Italian beef. S tier. Okay. Jambalaya is next. I will go back to this uh, this blog and talk about jambalaya for a second. Jambalaya originated from the French Quarter of New Orleans. It is a stew that is first made by sautéing meat and vegetables which include again the holy trinity celery, onions and peppers. Meat such as chicken or sausage is used for its protein content. Uh stock and rice are added which is then simmered for some amount of time, usually an hour. Jambalaya is one of the dishes that shouldn't be stirred, unlike a lot of stews. Many cooks would say that you'd only have to stir it a handful of times. Creole jambalaya may include tomatoes, but Cajun does not. Some versions may include duck, beef, or seafood. So it's basically the main difference between a jambalaya and a gumbo is that the jambalaya has the rice stewed into it, whereas a gumbo has is served over rice afterwards. So, and I think jambalaya is better. I think the rice just has more flavor that way.
2: I uh, I would agree with that.
0: I mean, I just think conceptually that's true.
2: Yeah, I would agree because then it absorbs the kind of the juice and, and the flavor and everything.
0: Yeah. So I agree. So if I had gumbo as a C, I'd have jambalaya as a B.
2: Perfect.
1: I had jambalaya as a B.
0: Okay, perfect. Perfect. Nothing more Another to say. thing
2: that highly involves seafood sometimes.
0: Yeah, but I I also think, again, that that's the one that that, um, may traditionally not have that unless you are doing more a seafood stew situation. So that's just where I'm at with that. Key lime pie. Nope. Sorry, I skipped one. Juicy Lucy. Juicy Lucy. I know what Kyle's putting this at. I think it's good.
2: I don't just think it's good. I think it's phenomenal. So Juicy Lucy. It's a very simple concept. So you take basically a meat patty, like a burger, throw some mm-hmm. cheese in the middle of it, cook it, let the cheese melt in the middle, and that's your burger. It's phenomenal.
0: I mean, its I i, I tried this at home. I did. Does,
2: did you succeed?
0: Um, I would not say that I fit. I wouldn't necess- I wouldn't necessarily serve it in a restaurant, but I would not say that I failed. I-, I think that the desired uh the desired final product was achieved in some fashion, but it wasn't pretty, and things did go awry a couple of times um because like kind of the bit is that you like you make like you get your like patty ball that you're gonna make and then you kinda- you break it in half. And you flatten one side out, you and I basically just like took a slice of cheese and tore it in four and then popped it in the middle and then and then put a second thinner patty on top and then grilled it like that. Uh or well, I cast ironed it, so cast iron grilled it like that. Uh and it 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 uh there there was some there was some leakage. You could tell that there was cheese involved inside. But uh, it 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 juiced and loosed. I have it as an A because I think that um, I don't necessarily know if it's worth the the hassle of making it.
2: That's why you go to Matt's bar and you have them make it for yeah, you.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. If somebody makes it for me, forget it. But I think that it's like because it's not that novel, right? It's just instead of putting the cheese on top, I put the cheese inside.
2: No, it's not like a, a creative stroke of genius.
0: It's not. This is not this is not changing the cultural culture cultural landscape of food in America. I like I
1: like the story behind this. So it's Matt's bar in Minneapolis, and then some customer bit into the burger and said, This is this is the way I interpret it. Ooh, that's one juicy Lucy. <laughs> that was in 1954. Or maybe they were using the transatlantic accent, and it was like Oh, that's one Juicy Lucy. (laughs) I don't know if they talked like that in Minnesota in 1954. I like to think anyone from the 1950s onward is talking talking in the
0: transatlantic accent. You're acting like the 1950s was that long ago. It's not that long ago. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's an A or B to me. I, I I don't like cheese on my burger, but yeah, I put it as a know. B.
1: I put it as a B because this is a great concept.
0: Nick doesn't put che- Nick eats hamburgers. It's unbelievable.
2: What do, Nick? What do you get on a burger?
0: I well, I get lots of vegetables. I actually like burger with uh,
1: like a fried egg on it. I like guac on my burger. I like bacon. I like a roasted poblano if that's an option. I also have had a burger before where you take uh, like raspberries and fresh basil. Okay, and you put that on there. I'm it's okay with very,
0: that. Very good. I'm okay with that. Little sweet, little salty. I'm okay with yeah. that.
1: No, chance. Kyle. That's tough. Where did you put
0: your favorite thing?
2: Uh, well, it's an S for me.
0: It's an S. So I have an I have an A or B, and and Nick has it B. I think A is solid for now, and then we will look later and see how we feel. Okay. Key lime pie, which uh, uses key limes from Florida traditionally, from the keys. So basically, I'm I'm pretty much convinced that I've never actually had a key lime pie with a key lime. I, I think that it's all like key lime extract kind of stuff. If that, I don't know that I could tell the difference if someone gave me a key lime pie versus a, a regular lime pie. Have you ever purchased
1: a, a key lime at a grocery store or never no. seen them? I've no, seen them.
0: I don't think that we just see them generally.
2: I feel like we had this conversation on our con- conversation about or on our episode about fruit.
0: You know, no, what, Kyle, we definitely we did. probably did. We absolutely did. It's one of the few pies of this consistency that I enjoy because I like a lime. Uh normally I don't like the, the lighter, airier pies like this, like a banana cream or coconut cream. Like they're similar like consistencies texturally, which is to say that there's not a lot of texture. Uh, but I like a I like a lime a lot and I like a pie like this a lot. I I have this as a B. I have it as a C. Okay.
1: I just don't think I've ever had a really good key lime pie. I
0: think that's the issue. I think that that's that might be just because of the way that we eat them around here. Because nobody's like nobody is paying to get key limes. It's not worth the hassle. Most of these people can't tell the difference. I can't tell the difference. I bet. Kyle, Uh, not a fan. Yeah, we know. (laughs) Is it an F F or a D? It's a D. Okay, then I see it is. Shall we go to New England for a lobster roll? Lobster roll.
2: The uh, lobster roll.
0: I had a bad lobster roll experience recently at the place that I'm actually going tomorrow, which has the crab cake sandwich. Uh, they have lobster roll sliders, and I got incredibly excited about this. Which again, I shouldn't be that excited about a lobster dish in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Especially not one that's like a fish restaurant or a seafood restaurant. Um, So I ordered the lobster roll sliders, which is a whole lot of bread, like a huge amount of bread. The bread to lobster salad ratio was probably, it was probably 75% bread. And the bread was not great. And I also spent a lot of money on it. How much was a lobster roll going for? Well, so they're the like, it, it was like three little, um, they're like almost the size of, well, I mean, they're like sliders. So they're like that size of bread. And then with, so it's 75% that bread and then 25% of the, it was like filled with lobster salad or whatever the lobster situation is. And uh, it was $15. I would say in, in, a seafood restaurant in a place so far from the either coast and specifically the East coast, obviously for lobster uh, purposes, Uh, you're not going to get a lobster roll, like a good lobster roll for less than $12. Dude, more than that. I, when I went to Maine,
1: I was getting them, they were 20 bucks a pop and they gave you, they gave you a good amount of meat on it. Um,
0: $20? $20.
1: Yeah. It was twenty bucks. I mean, it was also it was also in Bar Harbor, which is you know kind of a little touristy. Yeah, place. you, you so got a tourist outside a little I, bit. Yeah, I think I think, but it depends on the place. Some of them it was twenty bucks, and some of them was market price, and it was like forty. Forty
0: dollars?
1: Um, yeah, but most are like twenty bucks. I mean, if they give you a lot, it's fresh Maine lobster. I understand. So, but even in, even in Chicago, or if you go to a lobster roll truck or at a, pl- I've never seen anything in Chicago less than twenty bucks. Excuse for lobster me. Roll. A lobster yeah. roll truck?
0: Yeah, there is a lobster roll truck. What the hell?
2: Welcome to Chicago. It's a, it's wow. a, rip, it's
0: a rip of water. Off. Don't do it. Uh, that is surprising. I mean, Milwaukee is a cheaper city in general, so uh, a twelve is probably underselling. I bet it's probably fifteen, but I kind of would expect it to be cheaper in on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it just is just for like, just for excessive. Stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm just talking about like because how of how much easier it would be to get a hold of lobster in in on the East Coast, in the Northeast. Yeah. In uh, I
1: have it as an A. I think it's a great sandwich. The price throws me off, and I think in a lot of cases people
0: put too much bread and not enough lobster. That, that's definitely. I mean, lobster is is maybe a little. It, lobster is more expensive than it's not worth the price. I think it's very good. But lobster, I don't feel like is worth the amount of money that's involved in in getting lobster. Like if I and like even just like your your basic red lobster, like eating lobster at red lobster is a nightmare. (laughs) It's so expensive. And then you have like a lobster mac and cheese, which is eleven dollars for like a little bowl of lobster mac and cheese where there's like almost no actual lobster, and it just like smells like somebody might have also cooked lobster in the in the same kitchen.
1: Yeah, it's probably the fake lobster, too. So
0: I, I also have it as an I also have it as an A. Yeah. I've
2: never had a lobster roll. Yeah. It's, it's a result of the uh, the old shellfish allergy. Oh. oh, you're allergic to shellfish. Loco Moco.
0: Our Hawaiian member of this. Grouping. Have you guys ever had it? No, dude.
2: No, but it looks good.
0: It's awesome. <laughs>
2: I Like, this is something that I feel like Nick is going to love because it's gravy or what is it on top of an egg, a hamburger patty and rice.
0: Yes. This is this is something that Nick, this this screams Nick to me. This is something that if if I've never heard about this before, I would probably make in some variety in my kitchen. Yeah, 100 percent.
1: I'm like, okay, well, I got rice. I like fried eggs. I'll throw some meat on there. And then if I have a sauce and put the sauce on there and then you throw a gravy. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I going to say to that? Come on. Where did you have this? I, I can't remember where I had it. I had it. So I went to Hawaii when I was a child. And I I want to say I had it there, but I didn't like eggs at the time. But I definitely had it at some other point. Is okay. it while you were
2: storm chasing?
1: Don't think it's when I was storm chasing. I've also definitely made things very similar to this at home. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, conceptually, it's not that complicated. It's not complicated at all. Um, yeah, I have as a B. I would also put it as a B, conceptually, speaking. B as well. B as well. Okay, we're doing Nashville hot chicken. Okay, I'm gonna go last because I have a story about this. Okay, we've all eaten this. Yes, we have. In Nashville.
2: I've eaten it in Nashville.
0: Are you? Are where? Where are we doing? Where did you have Nashville hot, Kyle?
2: I don't remember some restaurant. Was it KFC? Oh, it wasn't KFC. It's not the K-
0: uh, I was just I was just making sure it wasn't the KFC or the uh Buffalo Wild Wings Nashville hot chicken.
2: No, that is not.
0: But because wait, didn't we try the 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 Buffalo Wild Wings Nashville hot?
2: I
1: think that we was,
0: did. Yeah, that was one of the um yeah, so so I have been to the original Nashville hot chicken place uh which is Hattie B's. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, Hattie B's. Just making sure I didn't forget the name. Um, They have. uh, So this is what happened. I went with my family to Hattie B's. Very crowded. Very crowded. And it's one of the like, so we got like the tender situation. And. We got like a couple mediums, a couple hots. And then we got the shut the cluck up just for the novelty. It's so fucking hot. <laughs> it's so unbelievably hot. Like it's, it is almost inedible. I don't know how anybody like legit eats that.
1: Yeah. So I have a similar story. I didn't go to Hattie B's. I went to another popular place that's off the beaten path called Bolton's.
0: Oh, yep. Yeah, I've heard of Bolton's as well.
1: So I went to Bolton's. Um, so went there and got the second hottest on the menu and i'm like okay well i have to get a hot one if i'm in nashville like, i got one of the hottest ones yeah. and i'm pretty good with spicy food and i'm like yep. it's gonna be hot and i'm probably gonna have a hard time with it but i'll i'll probably be okay right mm-hmm. get the second hottest i get three tenders i eat the first one i'm like oh this is pretty good it's hot and then i'm eating halfway through the second one and then it all just hits me I'm sweat, drenched in sweat. I'm literally crying. My eyes, yeah. like the, the flood, the flood ducks just opened up. I'm just bawling. And then I was with somebody and I drank their whole bottle of water that they had because it was so hot and I'm bawling and I have to go up to the counter. And we're the only people in there, right? And I have to say, can I have order another water? Because they didn't have a fountain. They just had bottles. And I couldn't even finish the rest of it. It was so hot. And the thing the thing I don't like about it is the dry seasoning. And that gets stuck in your throat, so you can't get it out. And then when you drink the water, it clumps up in your throat and still is hard going down.
0: Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's ghost pepper. I think I'm pretty sure they're the the rub that's hotter is, is they just add more ghost pepper. Yeah. Uh, I have it as a B, though. Uh, I have it as a C because I don't actually like the flavor that much.
2: I don't think it's that flavorful. I think it's, I think
0: it's... I think once you get to the the place that they they want it to be which is a nashville hot i think it's just hot i don't think it tastes as that very good i think it's just hot at that point
2: yeah i would agree like
0: i like it's the same reason that i don't like like the blazing wings or whatever because i just think at that point it doesn't taste good it's just hot
2: it's not enjoyable
0: because there's like other flavors of wings or other flavors of of sauces and rubs on on a on chicken that are like oh yeah it's hot but it's also like a good flavor like i like a mango habanero flavor because i think the flavor is good even though the, even that is too hot for me uh because i'm not that great with spice um but this like uh, the the reaper um rubs or the the ghost pepper rubs are just fucking hot and the and they they don't like there's no like good pepper smell it just smells like death. It smells like somebody was killed. So I have it as, so, a, C or, I have it as a C. Yep, Kyle. it sounds right. C for yeah. me as well. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. We're flying, I think. I think we're doing well. No, I think we're actually going pretty long. Okay, then we're not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Oysters. I think we're in the middle. Rockefeller. Of- Classic, <laughs> 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 like,
1: it's fine. It's fine. Thank, thanks, Kyle, for being the um, <laughs> the impartial one.
2: my job here
0: okay um oysters rockefeller which was added and removed and then added again oysters rockefeller from i believe new new orleans as well i mean new orleans is a is a major major food city uh yes i i I know that kyle cannot have this welcome back to something that kyle cannot have this is actually i think the last thing that kyle can't have let Uh, it be confirmed
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, no, 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 no,
0: the po' boy too. Sorry. Fine. Yeah, forgot. Forgot about him. Oysters Rockefeller consists of oysters on the half shell that have been topped with a rich sauce of butter, parsley, and other herbs and breadcrumbs, and then baked or broiled. Lemon wedges are the typical garnish. Do you like oysters, Nick? Dude, they're literal sea boogers. So I'm assuming the answer is no no and people are like oh they're so good if you put lemon and butter on anything it's going to be at least decent i mean that's what i kind of think that like that escargot is just a vessel for lemon and butter i also think sometimes that lobster and crab well definitely crab crab is definitely a vessel for butter lobster has a good texture
1: though and if you get a really good lobster and you eat it plain it's it's nice and sweet. Yes. Even though even, even though it is a bottom feeder, um I don't see what people's problem with it is. People are like, "Oh, lobster is a bottom feeder.
2: Yeah,
0: it still tastes phenomenal. I don't know what your yep. problem is." But I definitely oh, you know what my think like is? Yes, you know.
2: It makes me swell up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so but like for example, when people do like the crab legs, like I think crab legs are such a like a weird like bougie novelty because I think that crab is good. But also, crab is definitely, it's a lot of work to just funnel butter into your mouth.
2: Yeah, it is so much work to eat crab for, like, not that much reward.
0: And it's very, very expensive. Yeah.
1: That too. So what what makes this an oyster's Rockefeller? What makes it different from just the butter and the lemon?
0: Um, why are I, oysters... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Topped with created. a rich sauce
2: of butter Parsley and other green herbs and breadcrumbs. Then break their boiled. Lemon wedges are the typical garnish.
0: Thanks oh. for thanks for rereading the Wikipedia that I just read. Um, and I guess it's named
1: Oysters Rockefeller after G. D. Rockefeller, who is the then wealthiest American, for its extreme richness. Yep. Uh, that puts a D, dude. Booger. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't fail it. Boogers, I tell you. Actually, wait, let me check. Did I fail? I might have failed it. I think it's off memory.
0: It's the one that's on. Oh. It's on ice.
1: Oh no! I put I I put I put a D because I only put one F. I was trying to be generous.
0: Uh, I also put it as a D. I don't actually like oysters. I haven't had this specific like I I've also like pro- not had like a like what we would call a good oyster, but I feel like it tastes like seawater. I bet it tastes very seawatery. Um, it's not like I like um, I like mussels, but I don't like oysters that much if at all and again and we, and we gotta we gotta spread the spread this around a little bit so i add it in a d okay should okay. we go to the pasty 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 which is originally like the original pasty is like a it's a british food. it's a it's a and then there is an there's a Michigan pasty which has some a, spe- a specification to it, yes, in the
1: upper peninsula,
0: and do we know the specification actually
1: are you are you asking me or do you know the answer
0: uh either I don't know the answer okay, then I am confirming this. What is the difference between a Cornish pasty, which I believe is a Michigan pasty, and then a traditional pasty? Does that seem like a possibility? Yes. It's basically an empanada. The traditional pasty... Wait, what the
1: fuck? Well, it definitely has meat and vegetables and cheese on the inside.
0: Yes. It's meat, vegetables... Wait, does it have cheese? The ones I had when I was a kid had cheese in them. I think that it is... I think that it is supposed to be just beef and potato. It's like a beef and potato empanada. That's basically what it is. And, veg- and and sometimes vegetable. Upper Michigan pasties. Food.com. A 5.0 starred review. You need a half a pound of lard for this crust for, to serve eight people pasties. Half a pound seems like a lot of lard. Yeah, that's a lot of lard. Um, I, I So
1: similar to the hot dish, I don't think there's anything special about it. But I do like the vessel In order, I like an empanada. So I put it as a B. That's
2: too high. That's too high. I would prefer, like, I just like the seasoning of an empanada better than anything that's going to come in a pasty.
0: It seems very, it seems very, um, again, very Midwestern. Well, Midwestern and specific. Well, I, I, I feel like things that are originally British foods generally are bland. Oh, for sure. I, I'm I'm dodging the white people food conversation.
2: <laughs> there's a reason why they sailed to fucking Asia in search of Asia to get spices because their food was fucking bland.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I feel like I feel like you could, fifty uh, percent at least of pasties that you would eat are gonna be that kind of bland meat and potatoes with a little salt, and if we got lucky, someone peppered it. But there's nothing else. It's like fucking. Um, like a rutabaga. I just looked it up. The rutabaga, onion, uh, potato, meat. And fucking lard. There's so much lard. Four cups of flour and half a pound of of lard.
2: A lot of lard. It's so much fucking lard. What, are we a C then?
0: Uh, I have it as a D. I
2: also put it as a D.
0: Wow. So you're going to make me put this as a C? Yeah, for now. We can always move it. Okay, we can always move it. Uh, the pepper and egg sandwich, which I don't know. I didn't know about this. Okay. Well, I'm
1: going to explain it. It's from Chicago. Uh, basically, for Catholics in Chicago, during Lent, uh, you're not allowed to eat meat um, on Fridays. So mm-hmm. what people were doing instead of eating fish, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. uh, a sandwich was made. And that is in the early 1900s, which is on French bread with scrambled eggs and uh bell peppers. And let me tell you, I started making these pretty often just because it's really easy to do. If you get a really good loaf of french bread, you can butter it up a little bit, put the the eggs and the peppers on there, crank a bunch of black pepper on there. You can get crazy with it if you want to. Um they're incredible. I don't like I I I I will eat them at any time of the year. It's just a, what a concept for a sandwich. I have it as an A. You are way more impressed
0: about this than I am. Same. I, I'm I, I'm a big egg boy, so I understand that. But you know what else I could put on this sandwich? Meat. <laughs> Meat. <laughs>
2: yeah. Meat. Not wrong.
0: Uh like. I mean, at best, it's a C to me. It's just like I think it's a boring sandwich. Is there cheese? No. It's and that's just, why Nick loves it. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot about you. Um, yeah. Scrambled eggs and peppers. Do you put onions? Not traditionally. Nothing about this is, is getting me excited like you. I'm just not excited. Okay.
2: Yeah. It doesn't get my. A C at best.
0: Aroused. A C at best for me.
2: Oh, I'll also throw it as a C.
1: No. Nah, okay.
2: Now you can't veto us because we both have (laughs) C's.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm putting. Oh boy.
0: Oh boy. I don't like them. Really? No. Are you kidding me? I don't like fried seafood very much. I don't really like a fried shrimp.
2: Oh, Oh man. You didn't change that because I can't have fried shrimp. You go eat fried shrimp for me.
0: I don't. Uh, but but I also don't like fried food that much. Like that's my like Nick's is cheese, Kyle's Kyle's is shellfish on on requirement and mine is I don't love a fried food. I would rather have a like a like a grilled shrimp or a grilled seafood or that kind of stuff. Like a grilled salmon for sure, a grilled fish or a baked fish over a fried fish for sure. But you know this po boy you can get
1: um you get like chicken in there too. Yeah, you know, I don't I really get... want a fried chicken either. I mean, you get your mayo
0: with your lettuce, you put and then uh, and in then
1: I don't really like mayo. Yeah, well, you don't like the remoulade. Not those. really.
0: No, it's not. It's not really my
2: thing. I'm disappointed that I never had the chance to actually do this. Get a po' boy.
1: You know, you can get they used to have the chicken po' boy at Popeyes.
0: They did do have a chicken po' boy. I, I, I always absolutely like that. It, it wouldn't
2: be the same without the shrimp.
1: That's probably yeah. That's true.
0: It's definitely traditionally a, a shrimpy boy.
1: Yeah, I had it as an A. Oh wow! I I know. Well, I'm a shrimp boy. I am also a shrimp boy. I'm just not a fried shrimp boy.
2: Well, you take that back for the people who can't eat shrimp.
1: You're being very um, inconsiderate
2: right now, Cyril.
0: Oh, am I? When what? I put this, as, when I put this as a D. Oh, a wow. D. <laughs> oh, wow. It's too much breadiness on a sandwich to me. There's already a bread, and then there's fried shrimp, like individual fried shrimpies on the bread. There's so much bread. It's all bread. The sandwich is bread. I think that's a fair assessment. It's so but, bready.
2: But there's also shrimps in this, some of that bread.
0: Yeah, but when you, fry, when you fry a shrimp, like the shrimp aren't that big. They're called shrimp for a reason. They're shrimpy. <laughs> there's not that much meat. It's uh, like I I understand like it's different than like a fried fish sandwich because a fried fish like you got like a, a, a battered fish fillet, so but a shrimp w- is fucking they have like eleven popcorn shrimps.
1: I I think Kyle I I think is on the side is gonna side with me. I think we gotta put it as a B.
2: I'm gonna throw a B rating in there just for the fact that I want to have one and I can't.
1: Fine, fine
0: fine all right fine i also do i also would ask for it without tomato that's that, fine that's you can fine that off
1: <laughs> okay we're almost done
0: pork roll we got four left everybody pork yeah.
1: roll this sounds disgusting
0: uh yeah it's not awesome. great it doesn't seem great it absolutely oh, yeah. does not seem great it's
1: I just it's... it's just like a, a ham right
0: uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, pork roll slash Taylor ham is a processed pork product with a mix of spices, salt, and a sugar cure, and that it's like fucking, it's basically spam. And it's from New Jersey. Yeah, and New it. Jersey is the, New Jersey's a dumpster, so.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll talk about that in a Boilers?
0: Later. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I did fail this.
2: Yeah, let's throw it in the after because this looks like
0: it. Um, I mean, and I and let me tell you, I don't hate spam. I actually me think either. spam is useful. In like in, in small quantities and like a scramble. Because I like I like ham. I'm and, like I know Nick hates ham. I I do enjoy ham and I know Kyle loves ham. So I think spam has its place. And this also has its place. But just a, just the a, um, it's not. It's not a great place. I'm not I'm not pretending like it's a good thing that I like spam. I'm just accepting that I'm a mud person.
2: My problem with spam is that it's a little over salty.
0: It's incredibly salty.
2: And by a little, I mean like a fuck ton. It is.
0: It is. I absolutely have high blood pressure immediately. Yeah. My blood pressure is through the roof on impact. For sure.
2: Yeah. A little
0: spam goes a long way.
2: All very, very not politely pass on this. Okay. That's, that's very enough. good
0: okay um we're going to the the empty midwest to nebraska mainly nebraska i think originally nebraska yeah. for the runza correct have you guys had runza i have not, I have this, not. Is, this is your domain this is your storm chasing oh, okay. domain okay so there's a restaurant called runza fast yes. food place in the plains it's like kind of it's, isn't it like a convenience store
1: or am no, I wrong about no,
0: that? it's it's like a it's like a regular fast food place. Okay, but okay. they only
1: serve runzas. Okay, and uh, imagine a hot pocket filled with beef like White Castle with cabbage, sauerkraut, onions, and seasonings. And there cheese? I don't know if they traditionally have cheese. I think you might be able to get them with cheese.
0: This one that I have definitely has cheese. Um.
1: A, a lot of people
0: don't like hot pockets,
1: and they don't like White Castle. Uh, they're wrong. I think these are awesome. Okay, I, I, I as, like. I, a B. I, I like I, the idea. Like
2: I'm I'm on board with the idea. It's like a professionally made hot pocket.
1: It, it pretty much it pretty much is, yeah. And you and there's some variations to it. Some people put like additional. Um, some people, well, put cheese in it. Some people put some other veggies in it too. So there's variations,
0: and I, I like. I really like sauerkraut. I actually like sauerkraut a lot. Um, yeah, I think I, I think B is is a, it's, I think is a solid B.
2: That sounds about right.
1: So, if any of y'all are ever driving out west for whatever reason, stop by Runs and pick one up.
0: Yeah, I got to do that next time. I next time I go out, maybe uh, I'll do a Denver trip and then I'll start, I'll get Runs on the way. You could definitely do that. Of course, I could do that. <laughs> I mean, that's just ge- that's just geography. <laughs>
2: Like there's nothing holding him back from that.
0: if I drive to Denver, I, I will objectively
1: go through Nebraska. The only downside is if you have one, you might have to stop use the restroom like an hour later. I don't
0: have that problem.
2: Oh, a barbecue bacon runs a sandwich? Sounds phenomenal.
0: You would like that. That's the <laughs> most like if somebody if somebody just gave me that sentence and said, What if your friends said that? I'm like, that was Kyle for sure.
1: <laughs> you got a B. Okay. Yeah. Next one, we got we're definitely all gonna fail.
0: Scrapple, Nick. Do you know what's in Scrapple?
1: I know it's a loaf of meat from Delaware, and that's disgusting enough. Strikes one, two, and three F.
0: Scrapple, also known by the Pennsylvania Dutch named panhas or pan rabbit, is traditionally okay. This is like just the description fails. A mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal and wheat flour, often buckwheat flour, and buckwheat flour is not good. Um, and spices. The mush is formed into a semi-solid, congealed loaf, and slices of the scrapple are then pan-fried before a serving.
2: I am intrigued by scrapple.
0: I will absolutely eat it, but I think it's. But I think it sounds disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I, will, I wouldn't even taste it.
2: I will try it once. I,
0: I will try anything once. I will absolutely try anything. Else. It is literally a mush of pork and cornmeal and flour. That's disgusting. like, it
2: looks like it stands up as the thing. Like it looks like a loaf of.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's very meatloafy looking. Uh, well, cause the flour I think is for, is for the, is for structural. integrity. Yeah. Structural integrity. Yeah. Dude, I I, we put it on here for, for the general, like how gross it sounds. I
2: don't know if it sounds gross. It just looks
0: Scrapple is typically made of hog offal, such as head, heart, liver, and other trimmings.
2: I mean, what's a hot dog made of? Not much different. So. Uh, it's not much different. Oh, it's, it's made
0: not of horse. horse. Oh, rip. <laughs> uh yeah, it's an F, right? For sure. Yes.
2: Yeah, we'll put it in F.
0: I mean I, but I'll eat it.
2: But I'll definitely I am very it. intrigued by Scrapple.
0: Yeah, I'll absolutely eat it. There's nothing there's nothing that I have not tried that I will not try. I will eat anything that is that is um generally acceptable to eat at least once. Okay, we're finishing with St. Louis a little bit of it. toasted ravioli. Which Nick you have not had before? You've never had toasted ravioli? No, I've only been to St. Louis one time and I haven't had them. You could um, have you get toasted ravioli. Let
1: me tell places. you something. I don't like cheese, but I think I would love these
2: i I think they're gross there's not really cheese in toasted wraps nick there's there's not cheese no there's no cheese no
1: then what's in the inside
2: what's
0: a ravioli a ravioli doesn't have cheese in it unless it's a cheese ravioli only if it's a cheese ravioli a meat ravioli doesn't have cheese I thought all ravioli no absolutely not absolutely not have you never had a chef boyardee like ravioli thing it definitely does not have cheese inside the ravioli it's just like pasta and meat meat yeah it's like a meat sauce it's pasta and meat sauce basically
1: I thought they all had cheese. No, absolutely not. My mind is blown. I've been missing out on these raviolis then for a long no, time. No, they're
2: fucking... They're they're pretty good. Like, I'm not... You'll never hear me say positive things about the city of St. Louis. But toasted raviolis are pretty good.
1: They look incredible.
0: And they were made by accident. I think they're bad. Really? I don't like ravioli because I want it to have cheese. Oh. And then... And then if it's a... And then if it's a cheese ravioli, then I don't want it to be... I don't I don't want it to be fried. But then you dip it in hot marinara
1: and then you put Parmesan.
0: I feel like it also like you gotta have a good sauce.
2: That is a key to a good toasted ravioli. I feel like
0: sauce. a good toasted rab you to have you gotta have a good sauce.
2: That is entirely true.
0: You can't get away with a with a sh- like like a fucking tomato juice sauce.
2: No, it's, it's gotta good. be.
0: Nice hearty. Yeah, it's gotta be a good it's gotta be a good sauce.
2: I bet you if you put toasted rabs in like pizza sauce, it'd be phenomenal.
0: I also, by the way, I also feel similarly about mozzarella sticks, like mozzarella sticks without a good sauce aren't
2: great. Oh, I love mozzarella sticks. I, can I mean, sticks
0: I like, like if I was, if I was doing a, a mozzarella stick, like in general, they would have been a B or an A, but I think like a bad sauce really ruins a mozzarella, so- a mozzarella stick experience. Oh, also when, a- also when they're not fresh and then the cheese doesn't pull, that's a bad time.
2: Or when they're soggy and they're like crispy. Yeah.
1: So oh. I have these as a B. Okay, I have, have them as a. C. I, have I
0: have a, a C. We're at an A. Wow. Uh,
2: I like so, toasted raps.
0: So a C, uh, so a B, it is.
2: If there was one thing I could take from Saint Louis and banish the rest to fucking nowhereness, it would be toasted raps.
0: Wow, over Emos Pizza.
2: Fuck Emos Pizza, that's <laughs> shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. We're we're done with our thirty-two foods. We got a lot of B's and a lot of C's. We have two D's. We will discuss. Okay, in our S tier right now, we have buffalo wings and we have an Italian beef. No debates there. In our A tier, we have the California burrito. We have cheese curds. We have the Philly cheesesteak. We have clam chowder. We have crab cakes. We have Juicy Lucy's and we have Lobster roll. In our B tier, we have the chopped cheese. We have Cincinnati chili. We have funeral potatoes. We have the jambalaya. We have what the fuck is this? The green hat chili. We have the loco moco. Uh, the po' boy, disappointingly, a runza and toasted ravs. In our C tier, we have the beignet. We have the Boston cream pie. We have the breaded pork tenderloin sandwich we have uh gumbo uh what is this next thing oh the uh the horseshoe we have the hot dish we have the key lime pie we have nashville hot chicken we have is that a pasty and we have the pepper and egg sandwich in our D tier, we have the garbage plate and we have oysters Rockefeller. In our F tier, we have the pork roll and we have Scrapple. Immediately, the thing that I would like to do is move the pork tenderloin sandwich down to a D.
2: Oh, I was thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah, we can do that. Because again, just did not pan out like it seemed like it should have. You know, the other thing
1: I think we need to do, Cereal, is move clam chowder up to A. Our Clam
0: chowder over a cheesesteak.
1: Oh, I, f- I feel like we're all on the same cheesesteak boat.
0: That might Kyle be the would better d- Yeah, yeah, because I would Kyle fight loves for cheese steak. a cheesesteak. Yeah. I-, I feel like that's fair, yeah. yeah. And I think cheesesteak is the only A that well, I think that cheesesteak is the safest A to move up to an S. That's fair. And Kyle kid, Kyle's like uh, Kyle's helpless as we move seafood dish up to an S. Mm. <laughs> he can't even help. He yeah, he I can't doesn't even, even give you an opinion. He- Um, yeah, I mean, so we got three S's, six A's, the same amount of B's and C's, that's good for us, nine each, three D's and two F's. I mean, that's a pretty good curve. Okay. That's good. All right. So officially we did move Philly cheesesteak up to an S. We did move the pork tenderloin sandwich down from a C to a D. That is what we've got. 32 foods ranked. Let's get out of here, Nick. All right. So what do you think about our
1: list? Did you like it? Did you not? Go ahead and follow us at social media. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us at rank You Next. That is rank the letter U and then next. If you want to follow along and make your own tier maker, we'll be posting the template online. You can join our community rankings. We are on Apple Podcasts. So if you have not done so already, go ahead and rank us there and rate us. It uh, really helps us out. And then if you want to help out the show financially, you can find us on Patreon at RankUNext. And we are looking forward
0: to seeing you next week. where We will be ranking Northeastern states. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.